Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Hallelujah. The purpose of prayer conferences stated, it's for prayer, teach on prayer, pray. So it's different than when we come together for our Holy Ghost meetings, our camp meeting. But um, we're finding that whenever we minister on the road, we're finding it more people traveling here. And we're going to get to the the prayer side of the purpose of this conference. But there are a few people who drove in, flew in especially just for healing. When you have a broadcast called Jesus the Healer, (laughs) the sick take note. And um, that tangible healing anointing came into my hand. And so, Anywhere where there's sickness, that power longs to do a work. God longs to do a work. I remember my husband and I were standing in the airport, returning home from Russia, Siberia. And um, it was just the two of us at this time, I believe, And uh, we were standing in the security line and he was facing forward in that security line and I was turned around talking to him. So my back was to the front of the line. And uh, while we were talking, he said to me, that healing anointing just came in my hand. I said, well, turn around and look behind you. There was a, a man, but his, his body was dwarfed and it was crumpled crooked in every place it could be and he's sitting in a wheelchair just twisted up there so here I this was years ago and I'm becoming a student I said I want to see what he does and of course they didn't speak our English And uh, I said to my husband, I said, are you going to minister to him? He says, no. And then I heard Brother Norville say something. He said many times, he said, I'll just be where where people are. And he said that healing anointing will come because he said anywhere there's sickness, God has an answer. He has a reply to that. That's not necessarily an instruction to lay hands on someone. It's just God's goodness is in manifestation. And, uh, but that tangible healing anointing is here because not every, not every setting is appropriate. Not every person would receive it. But when sickness is present, greater is he. The greater one. Not just sickness in manifestation, those who know that the, the greater one will come in and make his mercy known. So um, there's someone who came in from Orange County and there was a fractured left hand, I believe. Are you in here tonight? Raise your hand, come up here, love. Come up here and then someone else came in from Canada. I, I understand, what is it? They were in a wheelchair? No, I don't. A walker, a walker, and they were in pain tonight. 
And I'm especially glad to do this at the front of the service because when people are in pain, come on up, love. When someone's in pain, uh, they have a right to be free so that they can receive easily and without distraction the rest of what God has for them in that service. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You can just turn around and face me, sir, if you would. What's the matter with your hand? I have two fractured, uh, small fractures in my left hand. Yeah, yeah. How long ago? Uh, three weeks. Three weeks. Pain from it? Uh, it's getting, it, I'm pain, yeah, pain, but I keep it in the cast. So yes, so I don't to keep have it, to. yeah, yeah. Come on up here, love. Come on up here. Hallelujah. Congregation, reach your hands out this way. It matters to us that they receive what Jesus paid for. Amen. Father, we thank you for that healing power. Behold, uh, there it goes in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. What's the matter, love? I've had four surgeries on my right hip and it's not healing. Four surgeries on your right hip and it's not healing. It's a good thing the healer knows how to heal. And your leg has turned inward, because is that what you... I had to step on my toes only for about 16 months because of my hip. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I had, heart I had heart surgery. And then you had heart surgery as well. Father... And both my ankles and feet are numb and they're painful in my ankles. Yeah, yeah. Father, we thank you. It's so easy for you. We thank you for doing... Ah, we thank you for doing the work. We thank you for doing the work. Ah, there's a, we thank you for doing the work. <laughs> we thank you, Father. We thank you. 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 I can just sense that going in, just going in, doing its work. We thank you, Father. We thank you, making every bit whole. In Jesus' name, 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 in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, we thank you. How many of you know it's not our job to get better? It's our job to believe that He does the work. Faith is just that open door. Jesus said, the Father in me. He does the work. Amen. It is our privilege and it's our honor just to rest knowing that he's working. He's working. He's working. He's working. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We glorify. We glorify. We magnify. We glorify, we worship you. We worship you. Those of you, both of you that are up here, just raise your hands and worship him that you are healed. Congregation, just raise your hands with them, thanking 
God, that they are healed. That power is working. Hallelujah. If you have pain in your body right now, if you have pain in your body right now, and even those watching, you have pain in your body right now, just put your hand on that part of the body. Just put your hand on that part of the body. Release your faith. And I speak for every bit of that pain. Go in Jesus' name. Receive that power in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, receive your healing. Praise you, Father. We glorify you. We glorify you. Jesus, you're such a wonderful healer. And we magnify you. We thank you for that healing power working, working in us, doing its divine work. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We thank you for it. We glorify you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We glorify you. That tide of healing rise. That tide of healing rising. Going further, going further, going further. We call for it. We call for it. We call. We call for that miracle flow. We call for it. We call for it. That flow of body parts. We call for body parts. We call for body parts to be put back. We call for wholeness. Wholeness where there was brokenness. We thank you for wholeness. We thank you for the angels that cooperate, the angels that cooperate with that healing power, that miracle flow. They are welcome. They are welcome to move and manifest. They are welcome to move and manifest. And bring about God's best. They are welcome to move and manifest. They are welcome to move and bring about 
God's best. Ata in in the in the earth, in the earth. Their ministry is in the earth. Their ministry is in the earth. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. It would have been about 1984. My husband and I met in May, the last day of May in 1984, and we were married five weeks later. So it happened in the first part of 1984. He was coming off of a commercial flight and there was the jetway that he was deplaning. And as he was, God said to him, turn around. And when he turned around, he saw 100 angels behind him. Two rows, 50 rows of them. And you say, well, did he count them? No, when you're in the spirit, you know of the spirit. And uh, he said to God, he said, what are those angels for? And he said, those are 100 angels that have been dispatched to work with you in the healing ministry. And uh, we saw the effects of them through the years working. He went one time uh, to Germany, went with another couple over there and he uh, was ministering one night, ministering healing to people. And there was an older man in his 70s or so that came walking up the aisle and he was bent at the waist. He was just stooped like this. And he walked in that posture up to the front and Ed said, what, what's the matter with you? And he said, well, I'm a preacher. And he says, I was thrown into a work camp for preaching. He said it was 30 to 40 years he had been sentenced. And he said, my job was to carry firewood. So he said he was bent over in this position from all that labor. And everybody in the room saw something. They didn't see the angel, they saw the effects of him. And that man just right in front of him just straightened up just like this. And when he got completely straight, he didn't stop. But it was like someone had him at the nape of the neck and just kept pulling him until he's hanging in midair. <laughs> why, why not? Just why not? Why stop at the floor when nothing's impossible? And his feet were dangling above the floor. What was that? That angels uh, working with that healing power. You say, well, is it scriptural? Well, at the pool of Bethesda, was it scriptural? They just come and do 
they're and so my husband uh it was four months after he went home to be with the lord i was preaching in a church been there about three days closing out the last service and the word of the lord came to me and said when your husband came back to heaven he said those 100 angels that had been dispatched to work with him in the healing ministry didn't come back with him because their ministries in the earth And he said, 50 of them stayed with you. He said, 50 were, the other 50 were dispatched to other ministers connected with him who have a healing ministry. So it doesn't matter who you're connected to. It spills over into your life. And he said, if you'll be faithful with those 50, more will come. If you'll be faithful with the 50, he said, then more will come. And then he told me how to be faithful with them. He said, that is, talk about them. Talk about what they want to do in the services. Because then you're giving them permission to work. In other words, giving them permission to work is being faithful with them. So I, as, especially as I'm led, I talk about it. Why? Because I want more to come. Not for me, but for the people. Amen. I, uh, I got a wonderful report the last, I don't know, six weeks I heard it beginning. I have someone, a relative that would have been in early 2022 was diagnosed, that when they went into the doctor, they were diagnosed already at fourth stage cancer. And uh, they went to a cancer hospital and they said to me, they said, uh, my first appointment was them preparing me for death. There was just, I don't know if they thought that life, you know, they could add a little bit of time to them, but basically said just prepared them for death. And um, we had scheduled our Paducah, Kentucky miracle crusade and I had selected one week and then that week didn't work with the pastor schedule so I dropped it pushed it forward a week but I just kept on the inside of me that's not the right week that's not the right week and it stayed with me and I thought well you know they get weather there I don't know why that's not the right week so probably about six weeks before we were to have the crusade, I, I finally just called the pastor and I said, Pastor, God keeps dealing with me about that's not the right week. And God said the following week would be the week. Is that available? He said, sure, we can do that. So we pushed the meetings ahead one week and I'm so grateful because I realized later that relative was able to come that week and they wouldn't have been able to come the previous week and we laid hands on them and they went back where there were on a and it had spread through multiple organs in one organ in particular there were 
if I get this correct, two large spots, four small spots. But when they came back from that meeting, all the small, the, the small spots were gone and the two large ones were now small. And they called me about six, maybe four to six weeks ago and said, Nancy said, my first visit with the doctor, he was preparing me for death and said, today I went in and he said, there's no cancer anywhere. Jesus is so good. And um, there was a tumor left. They said it's not cancerous, but they said it had grown around multiple organs. So we've got to do an extensive surgery and we'll have a specialist in there to help remove it. Every specialist is in there for each organ to cut it away from the organ that they are a specialist with. And they said, when I went in for that surgery, said it was no longer wrapped around and grown around the other, it was all self-contained and they just cut it away and said, even the doctor said, you got a miracle. <laughs> Thank God, for, I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. I believe in the power of God. Hallelujah. And they just, they did their part. They did their part. Every day, they just kept at it with their faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Angels have a part. We have a part. God has a part. And I believe in the power of God. Amen. Jesus, we glorify you. We magnify you. We glorify you. We magnify you. And they said, Nancy, they said every day that Jesus the Healer broadcast. Every day, watched it. Every day, told people, everybody I knew, watch it, watch it, watch it. And said that, just kept pumping the Word of God into me. And I had no idea, Cindy, that when God, when Brother Copeland asked us on Victory Channel, that it would be a lifeline for my family. I had no idea. But the Word is the answer. I said the Word, thank God for the Word, thank God for the Word, thank God for the Word. Jesus, we glorify you. We believe in the power of God and we believe that you use angels that are present to cooperate with that power. So great is your longing that people be healed that you've employed all these different methods that people can receive. And so we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, praise the Lord. Turn around to three or four people before you're seated tonight and say, Jesus is such a wonderful healer. And you can be seated. the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Welcome everyone. We are so glad that you've taken the time to come and join us in these meetings. You don't want to miss any of them. The morning meetings with Pastor Noel. You'll be here in the morning, right? You're welcome, love. You are so welcome. We're so You watch all the time? Praise the Lord. 
You watch me. You watch me on Victory Channel, sister. I'm with me all the time. EMIC Church. She knows you, David. You better watch yourself. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I believe in the power of God. It's working in her. I said it's working. It's working. Hallelujah. Um, in looking to the Lord of what direction to go in these meetings. And like I said, prayer conference is different than Holy Ghost meetings, camp meeting. The purpose of it's different. And uh, we're just here to move with the plan. To move with the plan. And I said to God, I said, God, what direction do you want me to go? And he said, I want you to talk about some of your experiences in prayer. I don't know that we'll, we'll get, we'll start on it tonight and the next services will go further into it. But I want us to start tonight, go with me to Ephesians chapter six. You can bring the house back a, a, a bit for me. Thank you, Manny. Ephesians chapter six, and just make sure the monitor's up a, enough for me. A familiar passage to us, but Ephesians 6, verse 10, Paul is writing and at the conclusion of what he's writing to them, he says, finally, my brethren, or in conclusion, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Well, what does that mean? Well, be strong in the Lord. The Lord and the word are one. So we could say this, to be strong in the Lord is to be strong in the Word. Yes. Amen. To be strong in who you are in Him. Yes. That's right. Amen. To be strong in the light and the revelation of who you are in Him. Amen. Be strong in the Lord. We could say this, be full of the Word. Yes. Be full of the Word. Colossians says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly so we can have a greater or less measure of the word abiding in us. So he said, be strong in the Lord. The next phrase, and in the power of his might. Well, what's the power of his might? Well, the Holy Ghost is the power of his might. So if we're going to be strong or full of the word, and then strong or full of the Holy Ghost. This is just another way of saying be full of the Word and the Spirit. We would be correct in saying that. Be full of the Word and be full of the Spirit. Fullness matters. Why is that? Because manifestations meet fullness. Did you get that? Sometimes people are trying and trying and trying to get a manifestation. Just fill up. Fill up, fill up. When you get full, manifestations are right connected to that fullness. It says that Abraham was fully persuaded. What's that talking about? A measure. He was fully persuaded, not partially persuaded. We can't be partially full and receive God's best. It's a fullness. So I, I would dare to say that we could be correct in saying, be full of the word and of the spirit. Amen. Yeah. Verse 11, put on the whole armor of God. Who's going to do that? <clears throat> we are. 
put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles, or we say strategies and devices. How many of you know when you think you've seen all the strategies, the devil got more strategies and devices? (laughs) But the good thing is what we're equipped with is more than enough in the face of every strategy, every device. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. No problem for the one who is full of the word and full of the spirit. Notice before you start, uh, before he even starts talking about Demon powers. He talks about fullness. Why? Because to the one who's living full, none of these are intimidating. Verse 13. Wherefore, or because of this, and talking about these demon powers... Wherefore, can I tell you this? I got, let me take a little side road with this. Jesus sent out the disciples two by two. They came back. And uh, <clears throat> they were reporting to him. And what was one of their primary phrases? Even the demons, even the devils are subject to us. And he stops them. Yes. And he says, don't rejoice in this, rather rejoice that your name is written down. In other words, don't come back focused on something not worth focusing on. Yes, you have authority, don't be focused on them. They came back talking too much about devils. Even though they were giving the report that demons were cast out, they should have come back talking about how many were one or... How many were, how many people were helped instead of, they came back talking about devils. Paul does not give us this description so that we can become devil conscious. He started it out with be full of the word, be full of the spirit. That's what we're conscious of. Amen. Amen. So make sure that... uh, if you if you come if you spend too much time talking about devils, we know this. You're thinking about them. They're they're not they're not worth the exchange in our thought life. God said something to me um, after my husband went home to be with the Lord. There were so many responsibilities that my family and I that in the staff that we had to address and um, a an unnecessary um, situation arose and I was displeased that it arose because it was unnecessary with all the things that I had to do and somebody in a, a, a situation that was just unnecessary was thrown into it and so I was disappointed not mad, not offended, just disappointed. It's unnecessary. And um, I was getting ready one day and thinking about it, how disappointed I was about that. And I thought about it for about 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) And at the end of that, God spoke to me and said, you can think about that if you want. 
But to think about that, you have to give up fellowship with me. Everything we think about is an exchange of fellowship with him is what we're thinking about worth the exchange. Every worry that we take, every fear that we turn over in our thought life, we're exchanging something. And the devil's always trying to offer you an exchange. <laughs> and so Jesus straightened out his disciples when they came back. He came, they came back talking about even the demons. They were impressed. Don't be impressed with anything of Satan's kingdom. Yes, we have to deal with things. But once we've dealt with them, we walk off and leave them behind. We don't carry the awareness. Be impressed with it. Amen. So although Paul is being detailed and talking about these demon powers, it's not so we can be occupied with them. It's so we can know that when we walk in fullness of the word and fullness of the spirit, all of these are subject. Verse 13, because of this, wherefore, for this reason, Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth and having on the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always so he goes from talking about what we're to be full of the word and the spirit talks about demons then goes on and talks about praying he's not changed the subject when, when he talks about putting on the whole armor of God, he's not talking about something that can be done with a confession. Right. Amen. 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 Yes. It's fine to confess it, but it's, this is how you live. Yes. This is a lifestyle. Yes. Amen. Amen. We use the shield of faith all the time, not just when demons show up. It's just the way we conduct business. Amen. Amen. Truth and all of these things that are part of our armor. This is just what we practice with in everyday life. Amen. I love something that Brother Copeland, he makes a statement to this effect. And he says, when you're living by faith, you don't have to change your lifestyle when tragedy or difficulty comes. Why? Because that's the best way to live. That's the highest way to live. So every day we are just operating with these things of our armor. We're not just putting them on when the devil shows up. This is what we're doing. It's how we live. There was uh, someone I know of that they, they had... As they got older, they lived out their life and they went home to be with the Lord, but they struggled physically in the last uh, months of their life. And uh, they hadn't been raised in what we've, the teaching we hear. 
and uh, they were believing as best as they knew how. They just didn't know that much of the healing word. They didn't know much about faith. And so I, I knew a little bit about what was going on around them and they would lay in bed at night and although they were in pain and they would pray and pray for God to heal them of pain. And, and they, you know, there was some suffering involved. And after they went home to be with the Lord, I said, God, can you talk to me about their situation just because I want to help others? And he said this to me. He said, well, they believed as best they knew how. The only thing is they were trying to believe in the, in the face of a moment. And he said, faith is a life. It's not a moment. It's a life. Amen. He said they did not ha know how to use their authority. Uh -huh. yeah. And the use of authority finds its high ex highest expression when it's part of your life. It's yes. not just a moment. Yes. We live a life of resisting the devil. Amen. Not because we're mindful of him, but anything that tries to intrude, we say, no, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. And that's just the way we function. It's like a parent with a child. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. If you're going to wait until they get caught, caught and sent to jail, you can't straighten it out because your parental authority has been laid down so long. But if every day while you're raising them, you say, you're not doing that, you're not doing this, you're going to be here, you're going to be there, and you're using your parental authority, it holds things in check so you can have the highest result with your kids. Well, even so, faith and the exercise of our authority is a daily flow because that's how we live in the highest flow of it. So this putting on of armor is not just something as a last ditch effort in the time when everything's falling apart around us before it comes to wreck and ruin. It's the way we live. It's the way we live. Amen. Then these things aren't foreign to us when we need them. But we see this, if we'll make these things a lifestyle, praying always, verse 18, then we're, we're equipped. We're, we're ready at a moment's notice to follow the Spirit in anything that He would lead us to do in the prayer life. Because we're already skillful with these things. You don't arrive there overnight, but if you just keep at it. And you see these, you, you see these people who have developed in faith, and, and, and we need to make sure our terminology is scriptural. No one's called to prayer like, some, like a five-fold calling. It's a command, not a call. It's a command. And it's a command of all of his children. And there's not some who have a call to it and others don't. It's just the ones who are skillful, they gave themselves to it. And the more we give ourselves to these things, the more skillful we become in these things. Amen. Um, so we see this that in Paul writing, he hasn't changed the subject. He's talking about prayer. He arrives at, in verse 18, praying always. And Dad Hagen would teach us, it doesn't do any good to put on your armor and then not pray. You know, because this is what would be called prayer armor. Amen. Why is it? Because there's going to be pushback against cooperating with God in prayer. Why? Because you are 
you are dealing with defeated foes as defeated foes. And that's the, mind, that's the thing we have to be mindful of. Every time something opposes us, we already address it and look at it as, oh, you're already defeated. Now let me enforce that for you. Let me remind you of that. So every encounter of, with the devil, we approach it as he is already a defeated foe. We're not trying to defeat him. We are holding him in his place of defeat. Amen. Amen. Now... Um, when we are praying in the spirit, in other tongues, one of the favorite strategies of the enemy is to try to trouble the mind when you're praying in tongues. Why is that? Because in praying in tongues bypasses the mind. The mind is unfruitful is what the word says. Now, don't misunderstand that. But that means that this does not originate with the mind. So you can pray in the spirit and your mind be off on something else. Because that's really how praying in the spirit makes us so effective because it bypassed our mind. (laughs) Bypassed our thinking, bypassed our opinion, bypassed our input, bypassed our reasonings. (laughs) And so anyway, so because... The mind is not the source of these utterances. It bypasses the mind. That means you better know what to do with your mind. That's what that means. That if you're going to pray, and especially you're going to pray in other tongues, you better know what to do with your mind. Because the enemy will try to back you out of a spiritual life, out of prayer by pushing on the mind. So we have to, number one, learn to quiet the mind. It's not going to benefit us the way it could or should to pray in other tongues and let your mind be without restraint. Just let it do anything it wants, go anywhere it wants, be occupied with anything while you're praying in tongues. To receive the greatest benefit, you need to receive some light. Your mind needs enlightening. But if your mind is occupied just thinking about the grocery list, thinking about what that person said, thinking about what this is going on over here, while you're praying in tongues, you're missing the mark. So it is a spiritual discipline and a practice that we learn to quiet our minds. Quiet the mind. One of the best ways to quiet your mind is focus on your spirit. Focus on your spirit. Pay attention to what's going, down, going on in here. Why? Because Jesus said that there is a living water that will spring up. And you will sense the bubbling of the Holy Ghost. You'll sense the movement of that anointing that abides within, springing up and addressing things. Be occupied with that. 
pay attention to that. I remember years ago, I woke up about 2.30 in the morning and I was just laying there and I don't remember what I did, but evidently I didn't do something spiritual. <laughs> because God, God spoke to me and said, when are you going to start turning toward your spirit instead of your mind? I, 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 I just thought I was up in the middle of the night, you know, just, but evidently the spirit woke me up to pray about something. And I was just, I don't know what I was doing, looking around the room. Maybe I was walking in the kitchen to get something to eat. I don't know. But I was corrected. When are you going to start turning toward your spirit? Instead of your mind, this is a spiritual discipline. Yes. And that has to happen too, especially while we pray. Yes. Because if we turn toward our mind, we hand our mind over to the enemy. Right. Yes. Amen. Oh, Amen. Why? That's his, that's his arena. That's his, the mental arena is his arena and he can outthink you. He can outthink you. He certainly can. If you don't believe me, just go to the mental arena. He'll give you one question and you try to answer it. And by the time I, you think you've got to answer those things that he brings up. And by that, he's got a hundred more questions stacked up behind it. Trying to just entrench you in the mental arena. Why? Because he's trying to pull you away from your spirit. Why? Because that's the place the anointing springs out of. He wants to hold you in the natural realm. He doesn't mind that you pray in tongues as long as you don't receive much. <laughs> Amen. Um, there is a reason. The Bible gives us one name for Satan, calling him the accuser of the brethren. In giving us the name, he's also giving us the strategy. He's revealing the strategy. Accuser of the brethren. So when we're, we go to, if I could say this, cooperate with God in uh, the things, and listen, I'm talking about, you pray about things about your life, you should. You pray about things of those of your loved ones, you should. But as you start taking on something beyond you, you start addressing things beyond you, things of a, of a larger scope than just your life. There are demon powers that, if I could say this, try to stand guard over certain events, certain things. And you start following the Holy Ghost into what God's wanting you to pray about, and you might come up against some of this. And uh, you just have to know that uh, it's beyond just praying for your life. You have to know something. You have to go further. You have to know more. Did you get that? To go further, you have to know more. When God needs further things of the Spirit dealt with, He can't just go to anybody. He's got to go to somebody who knows more. Amen. Now, while you're praying in other tongues, in the Spirit, 
you can pray for things to be interpreted back to your mind. That's not necessary in every setting. Because sometimes you're just praying for edification. You're just building yourselves up on your most holy faith. What is that? Your faith is your foundation. And you're building up that spiritual life on that foundation of faith. And you're just rising like an edifice, higher and higher, is what Jude says. Building yourselves up on your most holy faith. It's not necessary to interpret all that back. But there are some things that we have to interpret back to know what God would have us to do. Or sometimes how he would have us to pray with greater accuracy. So while you go to praying in the spirit, as I said, the number one thing to do is practice mental discipline. Practice disciplining that thought life that number one, you get that mind quiet. And one of the best ways is to focus on your spirit. Pay attention to what's going on in here. Be spirit-minded. You're spirit-minded. Be mindful of your spirit. Because if you've got your mind active and it's going on, God cannot... When God wants to talk to you, he talks to your spirit. When he imparts something, it's into your spirit. But for you to walk it out and advance in it, you're going to have to gain knowledge of that. What your spirit knows has to float up and enlighten you. Enlighten your mind. So if the mind is full, busy, occupied. I don't want to drop those papers. My grocery list, who I'm mad at today, what I'm going to do to those kids when I get home after this prayer meeting. I come to prayer meeting looking like this. (laughs) My mind is full. I'm irked. Someone cut me off on the freeway. And my husband left me with an empty car. (laughs) You know, all this stuff. And then we're going to mashtakariyada bakariyada bakashtakariyada bashtakariyada bakakayada bastakaye. Right? And we're just turning the pages of this and we're digging in the purse of that. And then wondering why we walked out more ticked than we came in. Because we're sitting there cycling through, thinking about. And the devil says, yeah. I didn't have to work hard. They're burying themselves. Entrenched in that mental arena. Just entrenched. So what do we have to do? Practice. Practice the discipline thought life. The sound mind, the quieted mind. Why? Because until your mind knows it, it doesn't matter that your spirit does. Um, I got, (laughs) 
You've heard this before. You're going to hear a lot of my stories over and over and over again. Why? Because they are so personal to me. And some of them were hard fought lessons. When Ed went home to be with the Lord, I, I got the staff together and I said, the only thing about it is the people who knew most about the business side of the ministry were together that day. And it was Ed and Mitch. And so the rest of the staff just had sprinklings of pieces. But those two men carried basically the business side. So I said, anybody that has bits and pieces of the business side, you've got to tell me because I don't even know what all projects he was dealing with. And Francine, my financial gal, she called me uh, several months after she said, Pastor Nancy, I remembered something. I said, what is it that you remembered? She said, "Uh, July 1st, $500,000 is due. I said, let me ask you this. (laughs) The ministry owes it or Nancy owes it? She goes, Nancy owes it. I said, praise the Lord. Just get in line. Just get in line. Just throw it in the, throw it in the stack. I did not. When I heard that go this way, I went this way. But if I'm practiced going this way to the mind, you're troubled. I had to go this way. And I said, and, and if you will practice going this way and paying attention to what, it, what your spirit is saying, you can learn to have in a moment the mind of God in a moment. Why? Because you don't have to talk the Holy Spirit into leading you. That's what he's there to do. You don't have to talk him into guiding you. He's, that's what he's there to do. I never say, Holy Spirit, would you guide me? Because that's accusing him of not doing it. I say, I'm here to listen. How are you guiding me? What are you leading me to do? I don't ask him to lead me. That's an insult. That would be like a child getting up and saying to the mom, will you be my mom today? Come here, let me show you what your mom going to be today. <laughs> I've been your mom every day. And you, you, for you to ask me, would you be my mom is implying I'm failing at my job. So you don't have to ask the Holy Ghost to lead you. That's what he's there to do. We just need to turn toward his leading. Where does he lead? In your spirit, not in your mind. But if we are practiced at flipping to the mind, then most will start doing this. God, 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 what do I do? What do I do? And they'll get into a mental harassment flow because the mind cannot cannot receive what God would say because God doesn't talk to the mind. God talks to the spirit, your spirit, by the Holy Spirit within you. So what I did, what I did is I turned this way and I said, Holy Ghost, you know the mind of God for this situation. God already has the answer on this. I just need to hear what he Knows. And in a moment, the Holy Spirit said to me, Don't do anything. I go, Ah, oh, geez. 
<laughs> because the flesh wants to feel like it's making progress and do something. It took more faith to not do anything. <sighs> there were some options that I had, and when he said don't do anything, that meant I couldn't take them. And if you're going to go to the mind, the mind is the big countdown clock. <laughs> you got four months. You got three months. You got two months. You got one month and do the big countdown. And the Spirit of God said, don't do anything. And time went passing. How many times has a half a million dollars showed up for you not doing anything? never happened for me not doing anything there was one avenue that I thought it could come through but I told God the day my husband died I will not put my faith on any avenue no avenue gets my faith God gets my faith and I don't care what avenue you use that means I don't care if an avenue is open or closed because my faith isn't on the avenue so I had one idea of a sense of where the money could come from. Four weeks before the money was due, I'm, uh, I'm at your church, your church in Merced, and I get a phone call from my attorney, and he said, Nancy, that's not going to happen, the one avenue. I said, no problem. Why? No faith on it. If you get troubled when avenues change, now you know where your faith was attached to. And when that avenue shut down, no, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. So the attorney four weeks before called me and said that avenue is shut down. I said, no problem. God's got another one. Yeah. If one if one shuts down, you don't know three could open up. And I said, God, I'm still going to do nothing, right? He said, still do nothing. I go, we good. We good. I can do that. <laughs> one week later, I'm at your church still. <laughs> and I got a phone call from the lawyer. I did not know this. And he said, Nancy, since I told you previously that that avenue was not going to come through, he says, I decided they aren't going to do that to you. So I went after him. And he said, just want you to know your check's in the mail tomorrow. Now, when that avenue shut down reportedly, if I would have gotten into fear, guess what won't open back up? The devil knows how to play with avenues and circumstances. If you don't stay connected to your spirit, you will get troubled at those times. I have no doubt that the devil could play with that just to see if fear would keep the door closed. Then I was down in Georgetown, Texas preaching and I got a communication from the bank saying, we need to know by tomorrow where you're getting $400,000 to finish that building over there, this Hagen building next door. Yeah. 
Well, if I knew where that was. <laughs> amongst the other six and a half million yeah. do. Uh-huh. I would have already finished the building. They, they contacted me right before I went to preach and I thought, I don't have time for this right now. I'm going to go preach. So I go preach and I come back and I go to lay in bed, Pastor Craig. I think I'm done for the day. And then it dawned on me, oh, I got a $400,000 problem to solve here (laughs) by tomorrow. Because there were things they could have, they could have taken action. And when they start saying deadlines like that, they're implying without saying so I'm laying on the bed. I go, oh, yeah, they want to know <laughs> where I'm going to get $400,000 by tomorrow. And I said, Holy Ghost, I don't know. <laughs> but God has a plan. He's already supplied that need. All I need to do, Holy Spirit, is hear what you know. That's all I need. That's all I need. I don't have figured out. I just got to hear. Someone asked me recently, what was your greatest help when your husband went home to be with the Lord with all that was on your plate? I said, one thing, hearing. That's all I had to do was hear. Hear. That's all I had to do. I didn't have to figure out anything. I didn't have to make a plan. I just had to hear what, the, what was in the mind of God. I had to hear the wisdom of God. Wisdom is the principal thing. Wisdom is not studied out. It's given. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul said, I cease not to pray for you making mention of cease not to give thanks for you making mention of you in my prayers that the God of our Lord he would what give unto you the spirit of wisdom wisdom is given it's not studied out it's given and it's given by hearing the mind of God and the Holy Spirit knows the mind of God and he's in you Now, if I'm going to be practiced at going to my mind, I'm going to miss on knowing, hearing the wisdom. So I laid on my bed that night and I said, Holy Spirit, you know the mind of God and he's got a plan for this. He knows where the money is. And I said, all I need to know is what he knows. So I said, I'm going to lay here and pray in other tongues. Why? Because when you pray in other tongues, you make yourself, you make your spirit sensitive to the Holy Spirit. So as I lay and pray in the Spirit, I'm making myself sensitive to what He's imparting to me. So I didn't go this way, I go this way toward my spirit. Learn in prayer to go this way. Not this way. Learn to go here. The helper is in there. So I just said, I'm just going to lay here and pray in the spirit until my mind is enlightened with what you know. See my spirit. It's in there. It's in there. So I just prayed in the spirit for about 10 minutes. But the whole time I am, 
I've quieted my mind. Yeah. Why? Because if my mind's not quiet, I will not hear what the Spirit is trying to enlighten me with that comes up from my spirit. This is what I'm talking about. Learn to quiet the mind to receive the greatest benefit. So I'm praying in tongues for about 10 minutes in other tongues. At the end of 10 minutes, it's like a bubble that floated up. And in that was the knowledge, the wisdom of what to do. And he told me exactly what to do. I did it and it worked and the building is completed. I didn't have to form something up here. I had to hear. I had to hear. How do I hear? Turn toward, mm-hmm. turn toward the right place. So the spirit, as I said years ago, when I woke up in the middle of the night, he corrected me. Because I just got up and did something out here, natural. I don't remember what it was. And he woke me up for something in here. But I turned the wrong direction. And he said, when are you going to start turning toward your spirit instead of your mind? It's the same thing when we pray. When are we going to start turning toward our spirit instead of our minds? So that we can hear what he knows and cooperate with what he's trying to bring us into. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm trying to see how far I have to go. Uh, We cannot go further. I'll have to pick it up tomorrow night because we have already gone away. But I want us to spend some time praying. Amen. Uh, So take this time. Make this a time as we pray that you're quieting your mind. What do you mean quieting quieting your mind? Turn toward your spirit. Pay attention to what's going on here or just think on the Lord Jesus. Bring your mind under the charge of your spirit. Amen. Stand with me to your feet. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father. You're going to have to come back tomorrow night to get where I'm headed. (laughs) Because there's more to know in this flow. Father, we thank you. We glorify you. Just lift up your hands and let's worship him. We glorify you. We magnify you. Mastanta Mastanta Moosto Osto 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 Ah Father, we lift up the plan. 
We lift up the plan for this era. We lift up the plan for this era. We thank you for the greatness of the plan. We call forth for the full flow, the fullness, the fullness, the fullness of the plan. We call for it in Jesus' name. We pray that you would grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word by stretching forth thine hand to heal that signs and wonders may be done in the name of thy holy child Jesus for that is contained in the plan. We pray, we pray, we pray regarding the, the miracles. Ah, we call, we call, we call for them. The manifestations, the impartations, the demonstrations. Manjata, 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 mastata, masata totoye, asta, astata totobokoye, ambash, eze gigigiana motoye, ambabababamakata pakastakaye, mastakakay, asta recovering, recovering those who have gone off, off course, recovering those who have gone off course onto, onto, onto the right path. Onto your flow, Masta Kakakakaya de Bosote Kikikiye, Asta Kakaya, Mana Mosto de Diki, Ada, Ada, into the, into the, into the flow of the greater glory, into the flow of the greater glory, Asta Kaye, Asta, Asta Kakakaya de Mostote Kikia, Asta Kakaye, Ada de Bokosokorie, the manifestations, the manifestations. Not the same, not the same old methods. No, no, not the same old methods. But the direction, the clarity that the Spirit gives for this this time, for where they're headed. no, 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 you've gone that way. You know, you know that, you know that's not the way of blessing. Don't go that way again. Don't keep going that direction. But go, go the divine way. Go the divine way. Uh, you're on you're on the unfruitful path 
that, that, that doesn't bear the fruit that glorifies the Father. Don't get off that path. Get off that path. It will only lead to greater carnality. Get off that path. But, but turn. Repent. Repent and turn. Re, repent and turn back on to the right path. Oh, there's just nothing but heartbreak ahead on that path. Not that direction. Not that way. Not that way. Oh no, 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 don't, don't keep teaching that, don't keep teaching that that will cost you much it will cost others much but stand back up stand back up in that calling, in that place. That place that you will answer for. No wonder, no wonder, no wonder, no wonder there's been such struggle and difficulty and ah and much loss. Duped and deceived, duped and deceived. Which that which carnal man embraces. But turn from that. Turn from that. Turn from that. Repent. Repent of that. Astaka, 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 Notoko, Koko, Yete, Besete, Kiki, Azata, Asatata, Ostoye, Astatata, Astata, Ababakata, Dediki, and Neme, Sikiki, Masata, Toko, Koko, Ye, Astaka, Kaka, Yete, Besiki, while there is space, while there is space to repent, take advantage of that space. 
There won't always be that space for repentance. Turn. Oh, we thank you. Oh, we thank you for the light. 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 Asta, asata. Oh, jokokoko yete bese kikiki. Ah, chatapaka. Oh, zotototokoshtikie. Ah, zadabokokokokokoye. Ah, zadadadadokoshtikikikie. Ah, chakatapakakakaye. Eh, jikikikie. Ah, satatatatatokokokoye. Ah, si kikikiata bostokokokokokoye. Nampapapapapapapakakaye. Ah, zadadadadadadokokokokoye. Manja da bagogogogoye, astatatito. Oh, Sata. Oh, we glorify. We glorify. We thank you, Father, for the greatness of your plan. We thank you for the greatness of your plan for this hour. We agree. We agree with your plan. We agree with your plan. We're hungry for your plan. Ah, stoto to chococoye. Ah, stacacacacaye. Ah, stococoye. Ah, baba baba cashtikiye. Ah, stikikiye de besikikiye. Ma baba bacacaca de dikiye. Ah, stacaye. We glorify you, we glorify. We glorify, we glorify. We glorify you, Father. We glorify you. We magnify you. We magnify you. Astotochokokoye. Astatatakaye. Mastakakakaye. Mashtaki. When you get your tongue hooked up to your spirit, uh, the mind is nosy. It wants to know. Um, but if you'll get your tongue hooked up to your spirit and say, it's none of your business, mind. It's none of your, it does not have to make sense to your mind. We are a channel. You take a water hose and you go to turn on the water. The hose doesn't say, where are we going with this? Where are we going with this? Uh, right? It just gets carried and it will get carried over here and then all of a sudden it'll get carried over here then all of a sudden it'll get carried over here and it'll get carried over here. Don't try to fill in the blanks with your mind. That's how he keeps us effective. He keeps, he bypasses our own our own human reasonings and things. Amen. So I just say what comes. Just say what, just say what comes. Don't think, don't, don't try to think that you know who it's applied to and what, just, just say what comes. Amen. Quiet the mind. Don't let the mind insert itself. Amen. I would hear at times my husband would say to people that would, you know, be you know, inserting stuff around, do this, do that. And he'd say, you're not the Holy Ghost. You're not the Holy Ghost. Tell your mind, you're not the Holy Ghost. Tell your mind, you're not the Holy Ghost. 
<laughs> right? Hallelujah. Let's, 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 yeah. in the morning pastor noel will be here and then pastor noel and ruby will pastor ruby will be doing our prayer uh our prayer school at one o'clock in the afternoon and then we'll be in here tomorrow with brother david and all the whoever's are going to be here and uh, it's going to be good three days amen hallelujah we'll turn to somebody before you're dismissed tonight and say i'm going to keep flowing with the holy ghost and you can be dismissed god bless you we trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.